Hi everyone and welcome back to our fourth episode of Inside MSD 15. We are recording this episode with one full month of school left in the 21-22 school year. Time sure is flying by and we have a couple of podcasts left up our sleeves before summer break. Thank you for coming back to the podcast once again. Our goal is to act as a bridge between our greater Glendale Heights community and our Marquardt School District 15 community. We are so proud of all the hard work, dedication, and passion of our students and our teachers and our staff. And that leads me into our conversation today. This episode, I am excited to introduce you to Stephanie Janini, Director of Food and Nutrition Services. She is new to this specific role, but she is definitely not new to our district. We are overjoyed to have her on the podcast to talk about the strength of the department, her passion for feeding our students, and her vision for MSD 15 moving forward. Let's jump right in. Hi, Stephanie. It's so good to see you. Thanks so much for taking the time out of your schedule, leading one of our busy departments, Food and Nutrition Services. How are you? I'm good today. How are you? I'm great. So for some background information for our listeners, you stepped into the role of Director of Food and Nutrition Services at the start of the new year of 2022, but you are no stranger to MSD 15. Yes, no stranger at all. I've actually been in the district this past January for six years. So I started as the assistant director to the former director, Sandy Voss. It's where I started my career in school nutrition, fresh out of college. And I've definitely grown a lot with the department, with Sandy, with um, the people that I work with every day. And it's been such a wonderful experience, a great district to be a part of. And now it's everything's really come full circle now that I'm the director and it's still a lot of learning challenges and growing, but just in a different way. Your background, your education and your passion in nutrition and organizational leadership, all very impressive and it fits perfectly into the value mission culture of both Food and Nutrition Services and Marquardt School District 15 as a whole. So can you tell us about some of that? Yeah, so although my bachelor's degree is in nutrition. My work experience is all in nutrition. I really found a passion for leadership development through the work that I do in school nutrition. And for those who don't know, school nutrition is a very specific field. It's unique. And a lot of people don't realize how interconnected we are across the nation and how much professional development is emphasized in our field. It's required by the USDA. So there is a lot of professional development opportunities, leadership development opportunities, And growing in my role as assistant director showed me that I love leadership. I have a passion for it. We have wonderful leadership in this district to support each other. So I ended up actually getting my master's degree in organizational leadership and learning from George Washington University. It was a wonderful program, 18 months. Truly loved learning every second of what I was learning about. And what was so great about it is that leadership development can be applied to any field, any room that you're in with whoever you're with. And so I was really able to take back what I was learning in my courses and apply it to my field, apply it with my colleagues, even outside of my department, and really grow that passion while also growing leaders within my own department. And on top of that, I actually earned my school nutrition specialist credential, which is a big credential in our field. And it basically says that you you know what you're talking about in school nutrition. It's a very unique um how do I say this? A very unique kind of nutrition. And it's not one that many outside the field 
get a lot of experience with. And so earning that was also a huge thing for me. So combining my two loves of nutrition plus leadership has been a wonderful opportunity and experience for me. And I just want to keep growing in both. That really is like the perfect blend of your two strengths and your two passions. So we're so grateful to have you. Um, and I look forward to seeing what else is kind of in the future. So we want to open the curtain here with food and nutrition services. When you walk back into the central kitchen at Marquardt Middle School, it is a serious operation. Your staff has this down to a science, delivering nutritious, delicious meals to students every day. Uh, not to mention providing those meals to districts that are outside of Marquardt School District 15 as well. So can you walk us through a typical day in the life of your department? So one thing that I always tell people is that no day is ever the same. There is no typical day in food service, which is what keeps it fun. I always say food service, especially school nutrition professionals, are some of the most flexible people you will come across because everything's always changing. When I was in my college coursework in my first cooking class, I will never forget the chef said in food service, expect two things to happen every day. One thing to go wrong and one person to not show up. And he said that to pretty much ensure to us that you need to be ready for whatever's changing. So every day is a little different, but when you say that it's a serious operation back there, it really is. And I, I really want more people to be able to see what goes on back there because we just have a wonderful team who works so hard, who really care about what we do and especially feeding outside districts. It is busy back there. It is yeah, you got to watch where you're going. You, you know, you throw a wrench in the mix, everything else gets messed up, but it really is a, a nonstop operation. Obviously, these past two years during the pandemic have slowed things down a bit, but we're definitely working back towards the capacity of what we were doing before with all these different programs, catering. Um, you know, we're always starting with breakfast, working a day ahead. And with the new construction, it's going to be even busier, even more exciting. And everyone's so excited to just, you know, dive headfirst into more culinary skills, scratch cooking. And we're really excited for it. Love that. So I recently got the opportunity to go back into the central kitchen um, to take some video and some photos and your staff, they are just so wonderful. Smiles on their faces, cracking jokes in the morning. It was just such a warm experience. Um, so I really wanted to just point that out to our listeners. I, that was such a wonderful opportunity for me uh, to pop back there. And I'm so thankful. So let's rewind a little bit when, and you kind of touched on this, but when the pandemic hit, you know, many parts of our world took a pause, right? But you all kicked it into high gear, making sure students and families were fed um, while they were not at school physically. So that was a huge priority. What was that like? I remember the first two weeks just coming home in tears from just exhaustion. It was it was scary in the sense of scary what the world was dealing with as a whole, but scary in the sense of food service was now having to do something that we've never done before. We didn't have much guidance on it. We are so used to having very structured programs. And now to do this mass feeding where before we only fed students in school and maybe after school, but we were now mass almost as we were food banks in a sense, which had never been the case ever before. And so I will never forget the days that I came in with my, the former director, Sandy, we came in on a Saturday, planned everything out, 
thinking this was only going to last two weeks. And I will, I will never forget if she's listening, she will laugh at this. She overordered food and she was so upset about it saying, Oh my goodness, what are we going to do with this extra food? We'll use it for the following school year. Little do we know, thank goodness she overordered because this was going on for a while. So it was truly an experience that I will never forget, especially for my team, because everyone came together. You know, we, people were scared. They didn't know what we were dealing with. Many of my team are high risk themselves and put themselves on the line to feed kids because they cared and it mattered. And what I loved about this district that I can't say I've seen everywhere else is how everyone came together to help us. I mean, we had teachers, we had the custodial staff, we had social workers, we had the superintendent, we had every single person coming to not only help us pack seven-day meal packs, it looked like a Costco warehouse in the commons, but then even after that, everyone taking turns to help us in summer, just sweating, dripping sweat, and it was just so cool to see because I've, I've never seen anything like that. Food service can be very much independent in the sense of we've got this, only we're supposed to do this. You know, we're qualified to you know the nutrition regulations, the food safety aspect. But this was the first time that everyone got a piece of food service. Everyone was a food service employee for, for months. And I what I really appreciated was how um, after those experience, how grateful and I think a new perspective people had on what food service does. It's really easy to just receive the food and think, wow, this is such a wonderful meal, but what goes into it, especially in that aspect was just people saw it on a grand scale. And I think my staff in particular just knocked it out of the park. They never complained and they were exhausted, but it it also shined a light as a whole on the nation. And we became frontline and we never were considered that. It was always healthcare, firefighters, police officers. We were thrown into this, this role that we never anticipated being. And it really showed how important school meals are more than ever. That's so powerful. I mean, it truly was all hands on deck, I'm sure. Uh, I wasn't here at that time, but from the stories that I've heard, it was just such a team effort. Um, But that says so much about the Food and Nutrition Services Department. I mean, you guys make things look easy when we all know it's not easy. So... I I just want to say you guys are doing such a great job during a difficult, difficult time. Thank you. And you kind of lead into my next question. The department is is full of compassion and positivity, but I'm sure you're still still feeling some trickle-down effects from the pandemic when it comes to food distribution shortages. Is that impacting some of your work still? It definitely is. And I want to say, I I would say we're pretty lucky in the sense that it hasn't impacted us where the students would really know. And at the beginning of the year, we strategically downsized our programs. We aren't doing catering this year. We have scaled back our menu options. And is that ideal? Absolutely not. We love being creative with our menus. It's in some instances, taken out the fun of what we do. However, we've been really able to keep our menu afloat, keep it standard for the kids because having a simplified menu while also having, we've gotten new coolers and freezers, we've been able to bring in large amounts of food when it is available. So then the kids are impacted. We have enough stock for, I would say, our central kitchen manager, Margo, is amazing, and she always has about a month's worth of food ahead of time, which previously we were always under the operation of things come in 
a few days prior and then they're shipped out the next day. We never held on for too much for too long, but it's changed the way we run our operations. And I think it's something we'll keep doing because we see the value in it. And, um, but food shortages definitely still happening, but having a simplified menu has been able to help us with our distributors to forecast with them. They know what we're gonna use. Students know what's coming. We've had a few changes here or there. You know, we we change one, uh, chicken item for a different chicken item. Kids don't really notice, but it definitely at times has been difficult with just how many shortages and outages, but it was very strategic to limit our menus. But we're hoping, we're calling next year a stepping stone year, not fully back to where we were, but definitely bringing back catering, bringing a more complex menu to middle school in particular. And so we're really, really excited for that because we missed that fun piece. We are hopefully on the tail end of the pandemic, as you kind of alluded to, Something exciting is cooking up once again at Marquardt Middle School. Can you tell us about the Young Chefs program? Yes. So we finally started up Young Chefs again after two years. And what's even more exciting is it's in a beautiful space, the the shared space for the staff lounge and Young Chefs. And it has been wonderful. It's it's before Young Chefs always occurred in our central kitchen. And although the central kitchen has all this equipment and it has everything you could possibly need, it's not necessarily set up for a teaching environment. So it's very sectioned off into areas. So you have some kids at the front, some in the back. So it was hard to keep everyone engaged at one time. And what I love about the new area is just how bright it is with that natural light. Our central kitchen doesn't have that. So the natural light, the gorgeous furniture with the colors and having everything in one spot and also not interrupting with the central kitchen's day has been huge too. And not that they mind at all, but it's just nice to have a space that's designated just for young chefs. And I think they like having a space that's designated for them. And so we've started up with um, Jen Liedemann, who's been wonderful, absolutely amazing. And it's been really fun. You know, once again, Young Chefs has been simplified a bit just due to time constraints and such, but they've just grown. I mean, it's really amazing to see how much these kids love cooking. They're so talented. I mean, you should see the way some of them dice their vegetables and with their baking. And when, you know, when we make little mistakes, they can laugh it off and start over. And so it's really cool to see because one thing why I love Young Chefs is that not every student's the same kind of learner and not everyone is always into academics or act, you know, into traditional ways of learning. And I really think young chefs really brings out more kinesthetic learners who like to use their hands and who like to, you know, be social and, and create something that they, that they enjoy and to see them interact with each other. It's really cool to see because you see a lot of kids really thrive in that environment and they love it and the passion's there. And I mean, everyone loves food. It makes them happy. So it's fun. It's been really great to have it back up and running. The first time they came back after the uh, two-year break, they were making pico de gallo. And it was I was like, wow, I am so impressed by the chopping skills and everything. Navigating around a kitchen, it just, it, they did such a wonderful job. So what else have they been making? So the first week was pico de gallo. And then the second week was eggs. So they do omelets and scrambled eggs and they chop all their toppings and everything. And then the next week was muffins. And then the fourth week is cookies. So we do a little bit of both of the cooking, chopping piece, and then the baking piece. And it's really funny because I will tell them right off the bat, I am, I can bake. I don't love to bake because it is a science. You have to be you have to, you have to have the right measurements and they've learned that themselves. For one recipe, it was supposed to be baking soda and we use baking powder. And we're like, why is this taste kind of weird? And so, or for example, they put in too much sugar and they can taste it. So it's, 
the, the baking so important because it teaches you that cooking can really be a science. I just prefer cooking because it gives me that more creative, you know, and they like that too. So I'm, when we make pico de gallo, we always say, if you want more jalapeno or you want it more spicy, put that in. If you don't like as much red onion, take that out. So it's been cool for them to balance the act of where you can be flexible in cooking and then maybe where you can't be flexible in baking. Such important life skills, right? These are skills that are going to last a lifetime. So if if a parent may be listening to this and you are thinking, hmm, this sounds like something I might want to have my student get involved in, how can they kind of figure out more about young chefs? So in a normal year, we typically do young chefs with both seventh graders and eighth graders due to it starting later in this year. It was just eighth graders this year. So what I would recommend definitely is reaching out to food service or um, Mrs. Mrs. Liedemann, Jen Liedemann. Um, and we, we typically announce it to students over the intercoms. We, there's typically a process of through connections. We've had application processes before because so many kids want to do it at once, which is wonderful, but we need to break it up into groups. And so there, we're very... I, we're very good at communicating when young young chefs are starting up. And additionally, I think kids are just waiting to hear that announcement. They When they hear young chefs, they know they're going to be cooking. They want food. So, But if parents themselves have more information, always you know you contact me directly, front office. So there's a lot of ways to get to know information. Love it. Love it. So as we look forward to the future, what are some of your goals for the department? So some of the goals for the department is definitely to work towards more scratch cooking with our new equipment. We have some really exciting equipment going back there. So, and I know our essential kitchen team's eager for that. And so um, definitely more, some, some more scratch cooking, expanding our menus again, um, incorporating student recipes again. Some of our, um, I think this is before you had gotten here, we had um, some of our best recipes were actually made by young chefs. And so, and it's, we, we market on the menu, Young Chef recipe. And so getting more of that involved, um, more professional development for the team, just really growing as a department. And it's a really, I always say in the field of school nutri- nutrition, it's a very unique time because it's been two years now. So whatever was, people don't really remember. And so it's a really cool way, although it can seem daunting to rebuild your programs, it's an exciting way to rebuild your programs and to get students more involved again, parents more involved, and just keep expanding and growing the catering program, just all really, really exciting things. That's so exciting. And so many wonderful opportunities lie ahead for the department. Um, So a couple minutes before we started recording, I met someone here at the district office who was um, meeting with our human resources for onboarding. Can you tell us who that was? Yes. So I have now hired on a new assistant director, Maribel Elchin. She is wonderful and she has such a unique background. And just to brag about her for a little, she doesn't even know that we're doing this right now. <laughs> she she has such a unique background. So she's a registered dietitian. So that is huge important in this field. And she also comes from the American Egg Board. So an interesting thing about the food service field, the nutrition field, is there's all these different boards and councils. There's mushroom councils, potato councils. And so all these commodity-based councils and groups, and once again, it's that weird thing in the field that people outside of it don't know. So she comes from the American Egg Board, and she worked on marketing with college and K-12 programs and getting eggs in in schools and different menu items and really, really cool. So she has such a unique background. I think she's also worked for Meyer. So she has a vast 
background, even in the clinical aspect of um, assisted living homes. So, but it seems like that working for the American Egg Board really sparked her passion in school nutrition. And so it's really exciting to have somebody who's familiar with the field, but now going to be on a different side of the field. And so she has a strong passion for you know, healthy eating with kids. She has a strong passion for um, cultural foods, which is another goal of the department is incorporating more cultural foods. And I'm really excited to have her because the passion is there. She has so many skills and talents that can just be hugely helpful, not only to me as a director, but to the department as a whole. So exciting and welcome to the team. We are so excited to have you. Uh, Stephanie, we're grateful for your leadership. Um, you're doing an incredible job. The department is doing an incredible job. We are better for it as a district. So thank you. Um, and thanks so much for just bringing a positive light to the district and a fresh perspective on bringing nutritional quality, taste, positive dining experience to our students so they can better focus on learning in the classroom. So thank you so much for being here on the podcast today. It was a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. And if anyone wants to get in touch with me, please email me. It's sjanini at d15.us. All right. Bye, everyone. A great conversation with Food and Nutrition Services Director Stephanie Janini. We are so grateful to the Board of Education for their continued support of Marquardt School District 15. If you enjoyed this podcast, please like and subscribe to our channel and leave a comment for us. If there are any topics you'd like to hear discussed, let us know. Thanks, and we'll chat next time on Inside MSD 15.